Welcome back to the Dropcast. It is episode nine. We have our guest Claire with us today. Talk about some photography and uh, just overall fun stuff. So, yeah, I picked Claire's brain quite a bit recently about social media content and stuff like that. So I kind of want to do that again and just kind of talk about just overall everything that you do. Um, first things first, what is your Instagram handle and how do you pronounce it? Because I never know how to do that. I don't know if I even know how to pronounce it. And mm-hmm. I've heard other people pronounce it. And I'm like, I kind of like that better. But I usually say Kaver. Um, mm-hmm. It's Claire with a V instead of an L. So C-V-A-I-R-E. Um, the first time I tried to do it, I was like, Kaver. That's what a lot of people say. And I feel like it kind of makes more sense. Where did so. the V come from? Honestly, I was just trying to get my handle shorter. <laughs> and <laughs> I started plugging in different letters and numbers instead of each letter i was like maybe i can find a way to have my name with like one different letter mm-hmm. and it was i found a couple that worked but none of them like were pronounceable like it would be too many syllables in a row or something weird and that was only one that like kind of made sense to me so i just it's kind of like uh that. it's one of those things that I, like i've never said out loud but you just always say in your brain that's kind of yeah it's like it's like a picture in my brain because yeah. i know how it looks <laughs> yeah. It's right. like um, AOL, Instant Messenger, AIM, instead of doing an X, you just did a V. Mm-hmm. I, I like the old gamer mm-hmm. profiles where it's yeah. like capital X, little little X. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those listening, tell us a little bit about who you are or like what you do specifically because you do a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. So um, I mainly, I mean, I am a photographer. Um, I do... A lot of restaurant photography lately, um, like running social media accounts for restaurants, um, mostly like in the Ann Arbor area. Um, And then I do a little bit of, I guess, the micro-influencer stuff. Um, At times, it's not my primary focus at all, (laughs) but I guess I do some of that. And then, um, yeah, I just like a lot of whatever creative thing I'm kind of feeling at the time. Usually it's like photography or social media focused. Yeah, I've seen you do a lot of food photography, like way back in the day, and I remember looking at it and I was like, "Damn, she's got it down pretty good." Thank you. And then on top of that, like <clears throat> your, um, I don't want to say presets because I hate using that word, but like your, your style, yeah, your your tone selection and everything, it just looks great. Thank Sorry, you. I'm, I'm setting a timer for the camera because the battery's dead. But yeah, from from like food photography to like even I've seen amazing portraits and stuff. But uh, re, I mean, like your food photography too. Like I, I would say that stands out eightfold times um, or tenfold, eightfold studios. Shouts out. <laughs> um, but where was I going with that? Uh, I think it was just like the the prints that I've seen that you've done specifically with like different coffees and stuff like close up shots like of coffee. the splash photos and stuff. Yeah. And the splash photos too, um, with like the alcoholic drinks too. Those mm-hmm. were, those are really eye catching. Um, and what are you shooting on for everybody here? Um, so I use a, uh, Canon 60 and mm-hmm. I pretty, that just fell. It just scared me. Um, um, yeah, I'm shooting on a Canon 60 and then pretty exclusively using the 24 to 70 lens. Mm-hmm. Um, I had so other like lenses. like your go-to. Like yeah, I really, I have other lenses. I just never, never, never use them. Um, 24 to 70 is basically my go-to as well. Yeah, I, 
I don't know. I kind of just do that with different lenses over time. I pick one and I use it for years until I'm like, this can't achieve what I'm trying to achieve anymore. <laughs> and the then the versatility of the 24 to 70 is right. great. It's like, I don't know that there's anything I couldn't do with it unless it was like something really specific, like needed a really wide shot for something or mm-hmm. I don't know, but it, it works for what I'm using it for unless it's like super dark or whatnot, yeah. but most of it can be fixed with like lighting and I'd say that's pretty powerful too. Just like sticking with one, one lens, like you said, I mean, granted the 24 to 70, you have like pretty much everything you need in that lens, but just not having to like switch lenses or even like think about like, I mean, think about different framing in a sense, but just like, Oh, I have to switch over to my super wide angle. Like you're kind of limiting yourself into this 24 to 70 where I feel like you can really hone in and perfect your craft that way, which is really cool. Right. I mean, I see it similarly. Like I always, I had a professor, um, who always was like, whatever camera you have on you, that's the best camera. And so for a lot of people, it's their phone, but I try to at least have like, okay, if it's not my phone, there's something a little nicer. And it's like the one camera setup that I don't have to worry too much about like switching around and stuff. So just to be able to like grab and go. Yeah. Not that it's the smallest lens or anything that it's, it's not that (laughs) portable (laughs) at times, but you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's funny because like I have the twenty four to seventy, and um, whenever we're doing live events, or I'm using my running gun setup. That's a a seven three with a cage, and then the twenty four to seventy. So people always come up to me and they're like, "Oh, you're shooting on a cannon?" Because they see the red ring, and then I just have to explain like, "No, it's kind of a Frankenstein rig, but it just like looks so big and bulky." Sometimes I'm just like, "Yep, that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. It's fine." <laughs> Yeah, speaking of weight too, like with the twenty four to seventy being a bigger lens, I just picked up the one hundred and fifty to six hundred millimeter Sigma, and like I was watching some videos on it before, and people were like, "Oh yeah, traveling with it's like super hard," but like I just recently traveled with it, and like that that statement supports it's tenfold. Like it's it's a beast. It's very heavy, and just like it was very hard to bring anywhere, and the the bag space that it took up was just half of the bag damn near <laughs> yeah. Sure. but yeah it was cool it's 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 a it's a very specialty lens but 24 to 70 again is it's all you primo. need yeah i mean you got your damn near tele telephoto and your damn near wide so mm-hmm. yeah and everything juicy in between mm-hmm. yeah um so before you were even doing a lot of like social media content for other people social media was kind of your strong suit i remember um so also Claire is engaged to one of our old business partners, Andrew Sinelli, who also goes by Tef, and he's now Tef Tattoos. But when I first met you guys, were, were you guys dating at the time? We would have probably had to be in yeah, order I think to, so. for me to be introduced to you guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, we must have Yeah, been. probably. Yeah. But it was, it was so interesting to me because I noticed both you guys had like 10K followers at the time on Instagram. And I was like, whoa, how the hell is that? How do you guys do that? Like, And then I would go and look, and I'd be like, oh, they're actually like, real followers like there's engagement and there's a like a like ratio that makes sense like that's kind of awesome and i always was curious about that and andrew had told me a couple tips and tricks on how to like you know make your stuff look more concrete and insides and outs but then i remember you even had like youtube channels with like reviews of like outfits jewelry like the type of like stuff that you're into when it comes to like coffee or just like really getting this aesthetic down and i think that's cool because how like how when did you start doing that? Um, well, I've been doing YouTube not for super long, um, at least not like 
with any sort of formula for very long. Mm-hmm. And I, it's been forever since I've actually uploaded. Although I have some, I have some <laughs> um, videos like in the queue, but it's, uh, I don't know. I've just been watching YouTube ever since I was like a kid. And I remember like enjoying watching it and wanting to make content, not really knowing or caring knowing how to monetize it or anything like that. And I, it's not really still monetized at this point, but, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It's really different, like between the two platforms, like growing a following, I guess. Um, yeah. And then you also have a TikTok, and I don't remember, is your TikTok like pretty successful or no? I think it's like two or three K. So it's not anything crazy, but I mean, TikTok is a whole new, like a whole new field, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's, I haven't even started. It's so weird the stuff that does well on TikTok at times. Like sometimes it's, I'll be like, "This one's gonna do great," and I get like two views on it, and then I just you post a like video doing nothing, like, and it's like two hundred thousand views for no reason. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you're put into like a a raffle, if you will, and they like just like put you on the for you page or something, right? And like blast you up, like TikTok, definitely. Yeah, I mean, because like you're saying, like it's you'll post a really cool video, and then you'll post a video of you picking up dog shit right whatever Literally, and yeah. <laughs> it'll blow up like mm-hmm. just doesn't even yeah. matter so it's it's weird it's hit or miss but yeah I there's feel a like crazy reach on it on tiktok oh definitely they definitely are looking i think that i mean it's an algorithm so it's not like they but the algorithm is like <laughs> searching for things to promote on there for sure on tiktok and on reels on instagram like i think reels took a lot from tiktok's algorithm mm-hmm. because it was working and people were happy about it and i mean I guess they finally gave us chronological option back for the posts and whatnot, but like they at least saw TikTok and were like, that's working for them. Like, here, yeah. you know, cause I mean the amount of times I'll be scrolling on like my, my feed and I'm like, I just haven't seen anyone I know or anyone I want to see on mm-hmm. Instagram post a picture. Like, and I'm, I'll just be scrolling for like a good minute. I'm like, I haven't seen a single thing that I care about. Yeah. Whereas if you're on your like for you page on TikTok or like the reels on Instagram, like within like one second, like I'm sucked in. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't stop watching this and I'm scrolling for an hour now. Yeah. Um, TikTok is fun. Didn't that yeah. just happen to you where like it wrongly like accused <laughs> you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. We can get into that. So I like there is this guy on TikTok named like Tucker or something draws and it's um an autistic guy who's like in his 30s. And his parents or whatever, they'll make him draw, um, you know, pieces of paper that viewers will send in and it'll be like an elephant with a gold tooth or like this, like a zebra with a scarf. And the guy will have two pencils or pens and he'll just from top to bottom, just start drawing this thing. And there'll be like cartoon, like comic book characters instantly. And like with both hands at the same time. Yep. Oh, and that's cool. Yeah, and it, and it's just interesting to me because it's like he does it so well, and it's like if I were to draw a tiger, it would look like a three-year-old draw it. This guy draws it; it looks like it should be in like a Sunday comics. But then something weird happened where TikTok picked up my algorithm and then just started shoving me like all these special needs parents, and I was like, <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't. Yeah. That. I was like, why it, is this happening? I thought it happened with right-wing stuff. Oh, that also happened too. And oh, that's, you're just getting, no, yeah. that's a weird thing too. I have no idea what's going on with my algorithms, bro. Because like the right wing stuff happened. Like I started getting stuff for like Ben Shapiro on Snapchat and like all this other shit. And I'm like, this is not for me. Like what did I click on at one point that like, just was like, there he goes. Let's get him. Like shove it toward him. I'm like, does that mean like there's some sort of like election, like midterms and stuff like that. They're just going to dump money to people who like are left leaning to try to convince them to go the other direction or what? But Weird stuff. I don't know. Yeah. 
I mean, maybe honestly the algorithms are tuned a little too sensitively or something because sometimes I'm like, this thing listens to me. Like this is <laughs> oh, they're totally is listening to you. Well, yeah, but also like, like really, like every, it's thinking what I'm thinking like before I say it, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And like I'm sure everybody's Scary. felt that way at times, like with Most with definitely. social media. I mean, Instagram's gotten me a couple of times with like jewelry and little things like that, but I just know that they mm-hmm. they know what I want. Did you say Instagram switched back to like the yeah? So it hasn't it hasn't officially switched back for everybody like mandatory. Oh, yours is though. But you can change the settings now, I believe. Like it has the option you can choose like popular feeds per or popular posts first or like chronological again. Hmm. And I'm not sure if it's for everyone. It might just be rolling out now to test it and see if people actually like it. Like they've been asking for it forever and maybe they're just like we'll see if it actually works they're also tailoring but. a lot more toward the video now too which yeah. is pretty cool as as opposed to like a couple of years ago or like last year when you'd post a video it would just get buried so mm-hmm. i think reels and all that stuff has a good yeah. part in that too well so. i noticed they removed the igtv tab oh really for a lot of people i don't know for everyone but. it's crazy too because in my messages like i couldn't react like i could still only give the heart and everybody mm-hmm. was like you know clapping or like giving sad faces and stuff and i was like yo how the fuck can you guys do that because i can't do that and then just the other night it switched like overnight mm-hmm. so it's, it's like, weird how they roll it out only for some people and it's not even like it's then trying to tweak it yeah like figure out what's working what's not working then that data gets sent back to like the algorithm team and then they forever continue to tweak and like mm-hmm. oh this worked a little bit or this didn't work with this demographic so let's just keep we keep right. talking like the algorithm is a person. It's right. a group. It, it is. It's, it's a group. So of intelligent, people. though, that we can't like. I it can't picture us. it otherwise. Like as a computer, like it feels more like a person at times. Mm-hmm. And so I just <laughs> picture it as like the big Tron thing, just just like Ooh. yeah. <laughs> it's like a neon light that's glowing, <laughs> yeah. and you have yeah. to approach it and be like, "Almighty algorithm!" <laughs> exactly. Um, but one thing that you said, Trey, in that last sentence is you were like, um, videos are doing a lot better on Instagram now. And, uh, that, that's actually like more than, it was almost like three weeks ago now I called Claire and we spent at least like almost 45 minutes talking about that stuff because I know you have a lot of experience for shooting for, um, bars and restaurants and doing all that other stuff. And one of the things that happened during COVID and like before COVID, me and Trey would always try to pitch to bars and restaurants. And that was really not working out that well just because restaurants are always doing fine like people always mm-hmm. want food yeah. people are always going to go to the bar so they don't really need to advertise but then when covid hit it's completely switched so now people who didn't need to advertise now now have to advertise so now they're coming to us and the things that we wanted to do <clears throat> we can actually do but i was t- having trouble like pricing it out like you know it really comes down to like price per post does it do that like is it that or is it this or how do we do it do we do it hourly and we figured out it basically doesn't change at all. Like it's still a day rate. But yep. I remember we were talking about that with you and you just had like all this information to just dump for me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> probably for me, a lot of it's been definitely trial and error. Like I think the first ever social media thing I did was for a restaurant I was working for as a barista. Um And I basically knew I wanted to start doing social media. Like I was doing some stuff for like, I think I was working with Andrew um, for a yoga place and we did some stuff for Mm -hmm. um, an apothecary. Um, And it kind of just like fizzled out for one reason or another, like probably because of just like, you know, the like businesses are doing fine anyways without this. (laughs) Without social media, it's always, it's where my hand is sitting. Um, 
like a lot of people are just like, eh, we can just take pictures on our phone. Like it doesn't matter. Like people are going to come regardless of what our Instagram looks and like. And that was you know? the, that was the general like mindset of all these restaurants and stuff before COVID for sure. So. Right. Definitely. And I mean, it's Ann Arbor too. It's Michigan. It's not like people are flying to New York to go somewhere that they've seen mm-hmm. online that looks cool. But like, I mean, I'm sure some people are for some restaurants. It's how people find places. But like the majority of people are just like, what do you want to eat? Like mm-hmm. tacos? Great. Let's go to the one place. So I think, um, yeah, having COVID switch things around definitely like changed the price structure and the whole lot of like the way that you, I reach out to brands and find people who are needing that sort of thing and the way you pitch it and whatnot. Because I mean, when I initially started at that place I worked doing baristaing, it was just like me going up to my supervisor, like, Hey, let me take some pictures like and put them on an Instagram. And he's like, I don't care what you do. <laughs> and so I was just like doing that for fun, you know, and I eventually was like, maybe I'll bring my big camera in for this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then did a little more of that. And I took a lot of inspiration from like the Brooklyn coffee shops I was seeing, like that had the really yeah. aesthetic page. Like a lot of them were just Instagram photos, but they were like placed really intentionally and definitely like, curating a feed and whatnot and making the restaurant look like it had like this vibe that you could really predict moving forward and stuff so i drew a lot of um just like inspiration from that and i was like there's not really anything in ann arbor or like ipsy or this area of michigan that i can think of off the top of my head that i'm like that's a really cool like instagram restaurant that i want to check out you know Mm -hmm. and that was my goal with it is to make a cool quote instagram restaurant because so. it's those trendy looking spaces that um, when they're captured really well, get pumped into the algorithm because people react to it much better than just an actual photo from an iPhone or something. Right. And I'd, I'd say, too, that brings up like from one of our very first podcasts, kind of that idea of just like uh, picking a style like that you really appreciate or really like and just trying to emulate that and like strive towards something of that nature. And then in result, you're kind of finding your own style and it'll tweak and change from like what that original insight was. But like, I feel like that's just super valuable in like finding your own style, you know? So. Right. Definitely. And it's, it has like grown and evolved a lot from like the first, like, let me sit down on my break and like Mm -hmm. grab some pictures of the coffee I happened to order to now like, coming in and reserving a time and a spot and a table and like here are the dishes that are new this week and set up your lights and whatever it's mm-hmm. like definitely took a long time to get there for me at least and explaining that to the business owner always seems like they de- they never understand or it's like yeah just come in uh you know not at rush let's do it at lunch and stuff and it's like if you you, you want this done right or do you want it done fast and like out of your way or like how do you want it done because we're going to have to take some time aside to do it you're going to have to make the food <laughs> right and it's hard too because it's like you have to think about scheduling the like head chef at the time that I'm going to be there otherwise it's like mm-hmm. a random cook is preparing it and if the chef sees the pictures later and it's bad He's it's on me him. like yeah. you know it's like <laughs> Why did, weren't there pickles on that burger visible? Like, I didn't, I didn't know there were supposed to be pickles on the mm-hmm. burger. Like, eventually, like, when working for a restaurant, you, like, notice stuff. Like, like when I was first starting out, I had no idea of stuff like that. But now it's, like, I'll notice a little, there's a fingerprint on that dish. Like, I need napkins mm-hmm. and I need this. And, mm-hmm. like, this side of the dish looks darker than the other. It's not going to look appetizing. Like, stuff that I had never thought of. Because I never shot food ever until, like, that first let me try this thing mm-hmm. with my phone at the place I worked. Um, 
but over like I don't know how many years like two or three years I've probably been taking food pictures now it's been very like now I can much more quickly notice like oh like that fork looks gross like (laughs) like stuff that I like as a person dining wouldn't think to care about like there are like sweat marks all over the glass like it's normal food stuff but then like you know, food photography know. and videography it just like is a whole nother level from like spraying glycerin on stuff to get a a nice like uh mist on the side of the glass yeah. or something or mm-hmm. whatever that may be of just touching up the the food and subject like has to be pristine <laughs> right and i've never i've never sprayed glycerin or like done anything to make the food inedible usually like mm-hmm. The places I work for, like, bring in a model or two. They can eat the food when it's done. That's, like, their payment or whatever. It's not, like, actual model. Like, I would pay actual models. But it's just, like, a friend or two are like, yeah, I'm down for free food, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, you know, at a certain point, yeah, like, I I have to move really quickly (laughs) because of that. And so, like, I can't imagine with video, like, that you would not be able to move that quickly. Like, even sometimes I'm, like, I'm so sorry I need another one (laughs) because it just, it didn't happen in time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... Are you working with uh, strobe lighting and stuff too with these shoots or? So I'm not currently because at least the place I'm working for right now um, has me come in not always during rush, but they're pretty busy all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I have a little um, like it's not a flash, but it's just like a mounted light on my camera, but it doesn't require my camera to function like you can take it off and hold it, but Mm. it's pretty small. It's like the size of a cell phone, um, but it's very powerful. So um I have that now that I use most of the time on most of the shoots that I go just because it's so portable. Like, again, like the stuff you have on you, like I don't like to pull up like every week to the restaurant I'm photographing with like a suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> so I just cart, have like man. my bag and I like I end up be, I usually go with Andrew and we eat the food together, you know, because they all know us there and we just come every week and he helps me hold the light if I need to and whatnot. But I have brought in like a ring light before just to like make the glasses look nicer and stuff. Like for the splash pictures, I try and yep. have like an extra light for that and schedule it like a, a time they're not open or whatnot is I think what I usually tend to do. But Cause those harsh lights on the glasses sometimes just never work out. You can not get that reflection where you need it to be. I can see a ring light would do a pretty good job of that. Yeah. With the ring light. And then I put my little like camera size or um, phone size light behind it for like a, what is that word? Key light? Rim. Rim. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Rim. You want like huge diffuse lighting for lighting glass when you can, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but you and Andrew kind of are this are this cool like dynamic duo of creative beasts, if you will. Um, I remember hearing this story. Uh, I don't know if you want to touch on this or add to this, but when you guys went down to California and just kind of like were there and like just got some gigs on like some local like shops and stuff like do you mind i never heard that story what you guys just walk up to people and be like yo we're in town i heard it too i mean i mean that kind of was the vibe but that wasn't how we did it exactly like we knew like it was when andrew was doing more video stuff yeah um and he had been saying like honestly i mean and we had been dating maybe like three five months or something like that so we had like things were fairly serious and we knew that we were interested in each other and we're looking down the road and he had said like you know i might have to move to like la sometime like if i get really serious and available who knows like if drop and whoever i'm working with like la is kind of where stuff happens for video usually um a lot of times so it's a possibility that i may end up there need to be there and i was like okay like that's 
that would be cool if we like tried to get a client base out there because right now it's just right here you know um and like you know the gig here and there every once in a while we'll be out of town but like if we could start like putting down some roots so our plan with that was just send out a ton of emails and try and find places that needed like people to do photography and videography and that sort of stuff and we kind of focused on restaurants because that was like what I was just starting to do um and Andrew was doing the same for for a little bit as well you know helping me with that stuff too um and doing his own as well so we just kind of like emailed a like I don't even know how many emails we sent probably like in the hundreds <laughs> like a I mean, lot that's, that's what that's it intense. is too it's yeah. like sending out those hundred hundred emails and getting those 99 no's but that right. one yes could and i be think we ended up yes getting one maybe two yeses so i think it was two but the one didn't end up being anything and you know so we got like a gig there where we took some photos for a restaurant um and they were super nice like i think they've since since I last checked, they had a like rebrand, so they don't even have the same name anymore. I'm not sure their name right now. Okay. <laughs> um, but they, you know, they still. I've seen them post some of the photos still and whatnot. And it, again, it was when we were like starting out. It's stuff that I look at now, and I'm like, I probably wouldn't repost that because I'm not super <laughs> proud of it anymore. Like I feel like I could do better now. Um, but it was like a cool like okay like we went to we went to LA. I mean you like, guys so you guys <laughs> took evolution. the initiative I mean you guys knew that there was a potential of like being out in LA mm-hmm. um, but you guys took the initiative to email all of these clients and you en- ended up having one bite and you guys actually ended up flying out to LA mm-hmm. and doing work for them just to build that that client base so mm-hmm. that's rad awesome. and that that's that just shows that like it's obviously possible, you know? So yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it motivated us for sure. Like we kind of went and on the trip we were like, I don't know if we want to live in LA. Like we kind of stayed in like a not super nice area. It was next to an amazing taco truck. So that like saved it. But the the place was a little, I don't want to say scary necessarily. It it was safe, but it definitely was like an Airbnb. I I didn't know we'd be sharing with like five different people coming and going on. It just was like not, what I'd experienced before in an Airbnb and like the area, it was just different. I'd never been to even California at all. So it was a whole new, like I've saw it for the first time and saw like just how expensive everything is out there. And just, you know, Oh yeah. Like traffic, traffic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like I hadn't, I didn't even like, I don't get car sick, but like just the nausea all the time in the car, stopping and going. Stop and go. It was a whole, like you definitely was like an immersive experience besides just like we're doing a job and we're leaving. Like we went and saw the sights and stuff too. Um, And it was like, you know, first vacation with my boyfriend at the time. Mm -hmm. It was fun, you know? Yeah, that'd be awesome. So it was like a cool experience, but it was also like, it kind of helped us realize, I don't think we want to, I think we're good on LA. I was just in LA last, uh, this summer and uh right as i was leaving the hotel i was staying at had like this coffee shop in the bottom and uh it was we were in a pretty nice hotel it was like right on sunset boulevard and stuff but the coffee shop went and just got a coffee before i went to catch my uber before the airplane and uh they i was just a regular iced coffee it wasn't like a cold brew or anything like iced coffee normal whatever trash coffee by the way and uh he rings it up and he's like, yeah, that's like nine fifty or whatever. And I was what? like, Oh, I was like, Oh, did I, did you ring me up for two? And he was just like in the most LA, just like, no. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, all right, cool. And yes, like Jeez. I said, it was, and it wasn't even a large, it was a regular, it was like the smaller, wow. like 
horrible coffee too it was oh, it was a shame that's really unfortunate <laughs> not even like oat milk or like any, even, any fancy add-ons it, it was you like said it was just an iced coffee not iced even coffee a latte? with like, milk yes wow. iced coffee and milk <laughs> no oats no almonds a bunch Jeez. of taxes and stuff out there man yeah i, guess. I was i was baffled it's a mad overhead yeah. <laughs> they probably could tell you're from the midwest from like like I, i'm always surprised who can like recognize an accent too so they're probably just like Upcharge. Your coffee is cheap out there. Like you don't know what this is. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, no, for wild. my for my defense too, the lady behind me was was making up two coffees. So, mm. but mm. I was I was blown away at that price. Yeah, that's six dollars. I'll I'll take it. I won't complain. But like, and that's still a lot for you a regular like, ass what coffee. In the L A bullshit is this? <laughs> and then just threw it back. No, hopped in the yeah, Uber geez. real quick and just yeah. <laughs> never yeah. to be seen again there better be like sparkles in the drink for nine dollars like i don't know whipped or like cream, a mocha like, with all <laughs> I'm the i'm telling you man it's just, it's just overhead it's just overhead that's how much cost of living is out there yeah it is crazy yeah i mean you gotta you have to be living with roommates and stuff out there if you're gonna oh, be for sure. living out there it's yeah i mean you really have to want to live out there too. and go like, out there with a plan too we've mentioned right. this before on the podcast like so many people go out to la in hopes to find a plan mm-hmm. when like you really have to like already Lines have something up. yeah a connection yeah. out there waiting or a job opportunity right and i think we recognized that pretty quickly with like wow only one person got back to us and also it wasn't a recurring thing like there was mm-hmm. just like a cool good sure, help me thanks out, for visiting yeah. bye like <laughs> so it was like a really cool experience and i think it did help us realize like you know it worked so what if we just did that in like detroit and like locally like that would work too probably and there'd mm-hmm. be like you know it was tricky because we're like we're coming this weekend we have three days to do it you know yeah those days didn't work for people out there it's like sorry you know but whereas and you know if we start reaching out in the same way locally like there's a i think a greater opportunity and like a bigger chance and that they'll like have heard of you from someone too Mm -hmm. like just the odds of like being able to have someone back you up that you're reliable and like that sort of stuff is a lot easier like yeah, and the connections you'll make like through each one of those too. Right, like exactly. their cousin also runs a shop or whatever, you know. For sure. Yeah. Have you ever thought making about making a food Instagram? I've thought about it, but I don't have one currently just because I feel like that I save that for my website and it might be a good like, it might be a smart idea to do, but I'm running so many Instagrams right now that I know it just like How many Instagrams are you running? Um well, I have one for my cat and I have one for <laughs> my personal and then I've got my photography page and then I'm You've running got your a interior space one, and then the space. Yeah. And like there's old ones on there. Like I can't get rid of them for some reason. How the many accounts do you have? Weird. I don't know because it will like boot a couple off and then add some random old, old ones. And it's like, always been a glitch like it's that super for me weird. Too, so yeah. it just stresses me out at a certain point. At a certain point, I have to put my phone down. Like I can't do any more Instagram. Like no more Jeez, Instagram. I only have so, three so. Instagrams, How do you... <laughs> How do you kind of manage that um, from, like you said, you manage a restaurant's Instagram and stuff. So like for those of the, for those of you that don't know, like how do you, like, are you devoting like three hours a week or like one, one hour a week? Like, are you actually doing engagement with this uh, Instagram page as well? Or just like posting on it daily or whatever that may be? Yeah. So it kind of depends on, first of all, the plan that I come up with, with the, like business a lot Mm -hmm. of them are just like i really don't need much like literally just to look 
professional <laughs> mm-hmm. and not like, you know, just a bunch of text posts on our page. Like we want some pictures of our stuff and we want it worded professionally. And that's like a lot of times all people need. Um, and usually with that, I recommend like at the very least posting every other day for restaurants. Like it's not the same for like every, every single mm-hmm. business. Ever. Totally. Like some people need to post twice a day or once a day for it to remain relevant. But I feel like for restaurants, the sweet spot tends to be once a day to every other day. So Is that at a specific time? I would assume like dinner time or do you want people to see it before dinner time? I mean, honestly, since Instagram isn't chronological anymore, I would say that time doesn't really have a relevance that much anymore. Really? I mean, as it's bringing, I don't know now with the, with the changes, you know, that the algorithm is having now, it might not matter, but um, like I haven't really noticed a difference like between the places I, and you know, you can see your like, um, like your stats and whatnot on a business mm-hmm. page. And I just really haven't, I don't know. I try to not post at three in the morning, but also like I've posted at 7 a.m. and I've posted at 5 p.m. and they both do the same. It takes like a couple days usually to get like the full, like everyone saw it. Um, but yeah, I haven't noticed a difference in like posting time wise, but usually That's crazy for me, it definitely makes a difference. Really? Yeah. Like if I post like at three compared to five, like mm-hmm. I, I see it night and day. I don't know if it's just coincidental mm-hmm. when things are hot and then they're not, but who knows? So are you also engage? Are you also like going through and like engaging like an actual profile with these restaurants as well i like to i mean if they are like obviously it costs a little more because that is a lot more time Mm -hmm. um but i usually recommend it like i would say like if you can afford to pay me for that much time then i would strong like it would help a lot because uh, like i mean i've done it for places before and it's like i've seen like the growth a lot more like steady you know Mm -hmm. with that sort of stuff and in that situation i'd be Usually, like, at night before bed, I would just sit in bed for an hour on my phone and doing that, like, you know. And and that's more than just, like, responding to the comments we get. It would be, like, um, looking at other similar restaurants, like, maybe on the same street or, like, that have the same type of food and, like, looking at who follows them and just, like, I don't know. It wouldn't be, like, spamming them with comments or anything like that. It's Mm -hmm. more just, like, interacting with that profile as well and, like... I don't like creating like actual real like conversations and yeah, yeah, like a lot of people have did like when I was running that first account, like I would just comment on like random people who, you know, it was, it was an umbrella company that had a few restaurants. And so I would between the restaurants kind of like be able to interact and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people would be like, Oh, like I love this one restaurant. I didn't know that was like the same company as this one. And so a lot of times we'd get a lot of, you know, and they each were targeted at a different demographic of people, like a different age group. Um, and so it would be interesting because there'd be someone following, you know, one restaurant that was more of an older age group, but it'd be a younger person. And I would be able to kind of direct them to the like trendy coffee shop one <clears> and <throat> they'd be all excited. And I'd even see them in the next week sometimes like, you know, and instead of like being like, you should follow us, it would just be like, I'll like their picture and be like go blue or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like it in, you know, on game day or something. Um, so doing stuff like that, I feel like can be really helpful, but also, um, just like posting frequently. Honestly, I mean, the Instagram algorithm sees people that are on it all the time. 
as mm-hmm. like the ones it will promote and it's kind of sucks but yeah. you know it's like if you're on it all the time it doesn't throttle you as much as if you are just posting then quit the app like if you are on it and you're checking your account all the time it knows that and it'll push you more mm-hmm. which is like I don't remember Spooky. where I watched that. But yeah, no, it's it's like they want to create an addiction. <laughs> but I mean, like, I guess it works if it's your job, you know, and you yeah. have to, I set aside a time to do it. And it makes sense too. It's tricky to transfer that over to like personal, personal yeah, Instagram sure. and whatnot. It becomes... I definitely, I mean, I don't, I don't have a personal Instagram, so it's just kind of like bled in between the two. I mean, I'm not really, I don't post too much outside of like photography and stuff, but that whole just, when to stop like self-promoting or drop creative promoting and like just bleeding over to just like mindlessly scrolling it's like Mm -hmm. gotta put this down well it's tricky and you'll log in to do one thing it's like i need to send this dm to this client and you get hooked in yourself i've been looking at like trench coats for 30 minutes (laughs) what happens and that's what i've said in the past where it's like if i haven't posted anything in a while like why do i even have that app Mm-hmm. because like you just feel like you're just going to get FOMO, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, I missed that this person posted. Well, like, and that's know? like with, with TikTok and stuff. And it's just like social media crack. It's just like mm-hmm. content, content, content where it's like, I feel like it does something. It's hardwiring our brain slowly, but surely. Then. It's interesting too, because in my opinion, TikTok is definitely higher quality content than Instagram. It is, but <laughs> it's like, it's just crack in the sense. I mean, it's all just scrolling, but like, well, it's yeah. so hyper specific. Everything mm-hmm. on it is so hyper specific, but also repetitive. And like, I don't want to say regurgitated, but like they literally use popular sound bites over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. for like 10 or 15 seconds but they're all so different and hyper specific like a lot of people do just literally copy exactly what the video is but then it's like there's people who have their niche Mm -hmm. and like like when i post on tiktok i'll find something funny in a slightly different niche than mine and i'm like that would fit for my thing like i'll just change it a little you know and it's like it can be funny because you can get like all the comments will be like i feel seen like you found me like mm-hmm. TikTok sees like and it's it's funny and it, but it's also kind of weird like it's like I guess it this one did really well because it was so specific that x amount of people like you know more TikTok, more than two people related but they're it's so specific that people are weirded out by it enough to comment and engage with it that is yeah so and TikTok is its own company right like it's not owned by mm-hmm. facebook or instagram i know it started as its own company i want to say it was bought by something recently not facebook but it was I don't, it I was that it was. uh musically and triller thriller app is what it first started off as mm-hmm. that was tiktok yeah uh, yeah they sw- they don't have musically anymore i think because uh-huh. it is tiktok i'm mm-hmm. pretty sure and I but think- they changed a lot about it like it's yeah. not the same but the thing, thing that scares me about that is it's just like another megacorp especially one that's like i think it's owned by china so yeah it's just this company bite dance okay yeah it's I not an, is it an american company or no mm, it says whose investors include sequoia china and cartile group yeah see that's scary to me because now there's just Chinese like companies like another country and like if an america wasn't scary enough as it is then we have these American mega companies and now we've got like other scary co- countries with other scary mega companies all on our phones and harvesting mm-hmm. our data. It's like, oh. yeah, they got their own algorithms. Exactly. Harvesting their own That's and what I'm selling saying. Their own data. Yeah. Just wait until those algorithms like Trey, like what you said, um, 
uh, there's just like this little light LED, like, oh, all powerful <laughs> algorithm. The algorithms will start like battling against each other. Oh my gosh, like, there'll, be, there'll be different gods. The algorithm, can start to, oh, the algorithm can predict the future. It's going to happen. Oh, wow. <laughs> it honestly like, feels like up. it does sometimes. It's just going to yeah. get smarter and smarter and better and better at doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll take over. It'll yeah. be AI created content probably eventually. Clear, have you but, ever... No, I'm sorry. You can continue. I was trying to think of the name of that one girl on that was made by Instagram who's literally like she's AI and she's completely like not a real person. Not a real yeah. yeah. Not like, I don't remember. It, no, it's like it's someone with a just a short name. It's like Michaela or something, I think. Hmm. It's literally just like a 3D girl like that is looks pretty realistic but is you can tell it's like not a person, but she has like her Instagram account. She's like an influencer. But what? like Instagram or someone like made her and now she has like other ones. Oh of- no, the one that's Asian, right? I don't know. I I like the pop dancer? Because I've seen one like that. I don't think so. I well, think that's we're like talking the, about different stuff. It's similar to like the <laughs> this person does not exist website. Yeah, it's exactly like oh, that. Okay. Like none of these people really exist. It's just AI generated and like each time you re- oh, refresh the page, it's like just a new person that's like that's not it just a real like person makes a fake face yeah that mm-hmm. looks like a person that's really wild yeah yeah very huh. creepy <laughs> but yeah the one that i was talking about was like this k-pop style person that was a oh where it's like a hologram on the stage it wasn't even that oh. they had like an actual robot person that was like oh, an influencer. Oh, wow. I think I've Didn't seen I that. Didn't I show you that? I think so. Where it's like a it's like an anime character of sorts where it's mm-hmm. like this character is the No, sub- dude, I'm talking about like a rubber doll. That like they wow. could change. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking I don't know what you're talking about. I have stuff. not heard I mean, of that. I saw yeah. I saw I was reading an article about it in some like tech mag online. Is it like a robot? It's a robot. But it was interesting because like they could change not only the appearance of this robot, but like like what it does because obviously they control it. And I'm, when I mean what it does, like not its movements, but it's like, I'm a K-pop person or like now I'm, I'm going to be this fire. person. Yeah. Yeah. But not, <laughs> yeah, but it was mostly for like fashion and influence mm-hmm. stuff like that. And they would just use this doll and it would just be to like gather data and like do all this other stuff too. But it would like AI generate K-pop music. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah. Movie. And then there were like render artists that were like putting it in different backgrounds and doing other things. And like today I'm in like Singapore, like on tour or something like that. It was really weird. It was hmm. super, super weird. That's interesting. Shit's going to get real weird here. Yeah. But <laughs> so one of the things that I was talking about is like, have you ever started a food Instagram? And I didn't really mean that as like um, an Instagram that showcases all your work. But like a foodie Instagram. Oh. So you can go around and get a bunch of free shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I kind of guess I did that with my personal page with coffee specifically. Like it, yeah. I didn't like really push to market it like that. And I didn't, I mean, coffee's like, I mean, here it's like three to five dollars. So it didn't seem like anything. No nine dollar cr- cups of yeah, coffee. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I, I didn't really like the idea of like, becoming a review page or something like that. Like maybe mm-hmm. I know Instagram has rolled out a new feature where you can write like an article on your account or something. I don't know. I've seen it like once or twice from people, but you I'm get curious. all these new features. <laughs> I'm curious to try it. I've just saw someone do it. And then I checked and there's a way to like, it's, it becomes one of the tabs, like how you have like the hmm, pictures yeah. and the reels. And there's like one that it's like, it's not called articles. It's like guides or something. And you can make a, like a guide. Blog. Yeah. But you can use any photo on the app that's been posted, whether you've posted it or not. So I could just like 
find other restaurants and pull from their feeds and make a guide of like 10 pic kind of buzzfeed style article whoa um, okay yeah and i've so i've seen people do this in the past like month or two i don't know how long it's been a feature but i've like thought about doing something like that specifically like that opens up a whole realm yeah for and a bunch of stuff not, yeah right. product to, reviews yeah, everything yeah you can really do it with anything you could do it with your own posts or you could put one of your posts in there to promote you know because yeah. i don't know how instagram promotes that stuff at all like I we were talking about that too and you were telling me about how you were having you were struggling with that because sometimes like it just didn't do what you wanted it to do like, like it would just promote to people that already follow you and all this other right. stuff Oh yeah, we were talking about um, sponsored posts and like mm -hmm. paid promotion and stuff on Instagram. Yeah, I have not had great luck with paid promotion on there because it's just like, yeah, you'll get more likes, but they're likes from literally people who already follow and engage with your stuff. They just do it more quickly. It they're just showing jams it. them on their feed. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, I've seen this eight times in the past day. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. what? Go away. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like annoying at a certain point. So mm -hmm. I don't know that that's all that Instagram does, but I know that when I see sponsored posts for stuff at least half of the time it's people I already follow and would already see it eventually. Mm -hmm. So that shows me that like, it doesn't seem to be reaching like new, um, like potential people. Yeah. They should you have know? something you could click where it's like in comparison yeah. to your people authentic. that don't follow me. Right. And, and whereas if you're just, you know, messaging people or like, I don't know if like, let's say I was to do it on my personal account instead of one of the restaurants and I'd, I'd find someone who I like their style and I'm like, Hey, this person lives in the Midwest too. Like, send like post something on their page or send them a message or whatnot and like there you go that's you both follow each other but it's real <laughs> like mm -hmm. it doesn't it's not like follow for follow it's just like you know and that's another person and they're you know if they're i don't know like i feel like people nowadays with instagram are a little less like follow me and i'll follow back and then i'll follow you like i feel like in the 2015 or whatever that was mm -hmm. how it all mm -hmm. seemed to Even happen before that yeah, I mean, since the creation of Instagram, probably, <laughs> but um, now it seems a little less spammy in the sense that nobody wants to be following like a hundred thousand people. Like it just jams up your feed yeah. and it's annoying. I have to go through and periodically yeah. unfollow a bunch of people that just like are usually on the bottom of the engagement list because I right. know, don't engage with them anymore. Mm -hmm. So, but then there are people that you're like, oh wait, like I see you like. Every day you're a close friend, but like I just don't ever click on your stories or anything, and you're or they don't I never post see ever. Your stuff. Yeah. So then it's like you post twice a year. I'm probably not gonna follow you. But then I feel bad because I yeah. can't see what my friend in like North Carolina is doing. You know what I mean? So right. But also that ratio, you just yeah. The, we're it's all, weird we're too. All guilty you, of it. <laughs> you guys ever have it where like you look at someone's page every day, like you go out of your way to look at it, but it still doesn't promote it for you. Like there are some people, like influencers and a couple That's friends, to me a couple times, who I yeah. have to specifically type their name in, like Fully. every day, like a couple it's times a, a day band. to check, and it never, like I never see, like they'll have stories, like posted like eight or nine, but they're not on my mm, like. So front you're saying of Instagram's the page. just not giving that. Yeah, to you. it's if it was TikTok, they'd be like, oh, you like that person? Here you go. Like right. here's twenty of their yeah. videos in your feed in a row. Yeah, <laughs> whereas Instagram is like, a you gotta work just for a little it. slow. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right beyond the whole entire food stuff i mean so a more background is we've also worked with claire on other stuff like we just this summer shot a wedding which is really nice because like you being the photographer and then us doing video over your shoulder like, the really one wedding that we did 
Oh yeah, Trey. Was Trey has to make sure to let everybody know. I was just listening to one of your podcast episodes where you're talking about the one wedding, and I was like, "Really? Like, was that?" No, the we've one? shot. No, okay. we've shot a bunch of other weddings. Okay. No, yeah, we've shot multiple weddings. Just Trey just hates. Don't it. I, okay. I, I don't. Like he doesn't want weddings. people to think of him as a wedding videographer. Good to know. We won't ask well, you just, anymore. He's, embar- <laughs> he's embarrassed. I'll not, do it. I'm not embarrassed. Okay. It's just like. There's just limited creativity in them. Yeah. They're just kind of, they are what they are. Yeah, dealing, they all are kind of the same. Dealing hand-on with, like, bridezillas and momzillas are always a joy. So. The wedding that we all did together, though, was totally fine. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think that I mean, one we went all by knew super smooth. Mm-hmm. That's partially why the reason why I was down to do that is because I knew the bride and right, everything, it too. So it was like, Beautiful day. Mm-hmm. The clouds are in the sky. It wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. It was great. Mm-hmm. But... What I was saying is, is like Claire also works um, with a lot of people and models too. And not only did we shoot that wedding with Claire, but we've also had her in the past on set doing like BTS photos and other things like that. And they're like, I've also talked about it myself is I personally hate working with models and I have no idea how to do it. And it's just like an awkward thing for me. And that's obviously why I just photograph the earth instead. But when I've seen you just like walk in and you'll just immediately step in and you're like, okay, cool. What's up? I'm Claire. Like you look, you, you look great. This is great. Put your knee like this or put your arm like this or this. And I'm just like watching, like she's doing that so easily. <laughs> like it's like clockwork. Like how do you do it? So that was how I really got started in photography. Like, obvi- like I had no past experience. Like I never picked up a camera until college basically when I, that was going to be my next question. I literally was like, I don't know what to do for college. So I'll go to community college and a bunch of, I knew I wanted to do art. Like I had been, I did a lot of fine art painting and stuff in high school. Like I think I had like eight art classes throughout all of high school. Like I knew I wanted something art art Mm -hmm. related and I knew I, I just wouldn't be fulfilled without that. Um, and I was thinking like, I guess I could go somewhere and do painting. Like I'm just was trying to think of like, I should be a little smart about it and think about what will continue to make me money. Like what can I use skills for moving forward? Like what will the future look like five years from now? And it seemed like photography made sense (laughs) in that way to me, at least, you know, I know not in a like get rich, do photography type of way. But mm-hmm. like in a, I won't be probably always starving for sure. Like for, you <laughs> and know, do it, and like, doing what you love. Right. So and I'll be vein. able to get camera equipment and learn a skill. And it seems like, you know, from there, if I want to do something else similar, like at least I'll have those that I can use, you know? And I knew like I'd been watching YouTube videos forever. I knew like, it'd be cool to have equipment to be able to do that. And this would be a good re- It really was a high schoolers, mindset i think <laughs> do you think um, your youtube background also really helped influence that whole entire content oriented decision it probably is backwards from what you're thinking like I, okay. I really youtube is like i guess more supplemental to me like i really just am like i'm bored this would be cool maybe i'll do a youtube video about it, it seems kind of niche like well i'm saying like growing up watching oh, other people do that on youtube like yeah. other photographers and other things like that yeah like i mean when I was a lot younger and I never was like, I want to be an influencer, but like I liked watching influencers, you know, on YouTube. So I guess yeah. like, you know, seeing people create with a camera every day in that way seemed like, okay, that's another like direction. Maybe I'd want to take it at some point. Um, and then like I, a lot of YouTubers I watched were photographers too. Um, I remember Andrew Kearns or Kearns was one that I watched a lot and he did a lot of um, like nature and, stuff with models and stuff in, um, like Washington, Oregon area. Um, and my mom's from that area. So I like grew up going there in the summers and whatnot. It felt very like nostalgic to me. So there was a lot of like 
overlap there, I think, with different, like, I knew that if I had a camera, it would be, like, a tool I could use in whatever way I wanted to. Um, but what interested me at first the most was, like, working with models. Um, and, it like, I mean, it was kind of a wake-up call in my first, like, class in at WCC. It was literally, like, I think I had... I don't know if you know Don Worthman was oh, yeah. one of my professors. He probably Don. was the one I credit most of my like the actual homie. learning to like, he was a really good um, professor, like knew a lot, like very knowledgeable about like oh, yeah. gear. You and just lighting. listen to him talk. Yeah. And well, and just... he's like excited about it too. Always like he mm-hmm. it was like fun and engaging and it wasn't like a lecture, you know, ever. Um, and he like, you know, taught me a lot about studios. So, like I knew nothing about photography and I took other classes there and some of them just felt like your really basic art class where everyone, like it's super easy for everyone, you know, and mm-hmm. you don't really learn anything as yeah. a person who didn't know anything. I was, I really appreciated like that. The classes from Don were hard Yeah, Don's, <laughs> for Don me. Was they very were critical. really difficult. Yeah. And I didn't think like photography school would be hard, <laughs> but it was, you know, for, because of that. And he, I know, like, my first couple classes I had with him, first of all, learning all of the camera settings and, like, ISO and, like, how it works with aperture and everything. Like, to me, it felt like so much math. And, like, it took me probably a good year or two to even Where are all these fractions? Down. Yeah, it was just, like, there's so much there. But after that, then he was all about, like, posing and literally all the micro way that you have to hold your hand so it, quote, doesn't look like a chunk of meat. Like, mm-hmm. there were, he had yeah. all these ways that he phrased it. That it just kind of, for me, made sense. I was like, oh, yeah, like you have to have all the fingers showing and you have to make sure it's at an angle that it's going to, like, there should be multiple, right, like you can't, you have to cut, crop the photo at a certain point so that you're not like at a joint or something weird, like, so he had a lot of very specific, like, do this, not that, exact things, and then if you did it wrong in critique, he'd be like, I told you. Yeah, like mm-hmm. this is wrong, and I'd be like, "Oh, I see it now." Yes, like mm-hmm. so. I feel like everyone in his class learned pretty quickly. Like, do this, don't do that, and like with people at least, you know. Mm-hmm. And he had all these other things, but for me, like it was the people I was interested in photographing. So I feel like that helped me to know at least if someone sat in front of the camera and did something with their hands that was wrong, I could at least be like, oh no, like switch them this way because it worked when I did it last time. Yeah. I didn't get slammed in critique for it. So you just we'll have do that Don again. on your shoulder right. every single time you're shooting. Like, so I, don't. Right. When I'm with like models and stuff, if they ever ask me that question about like, how do you know so quickly? And I'm like, I just hear him like yelling. <laughs> like, yeah. Not that he yelled, but like I just hear him in critique being like, like, he does have a very stern voice. He's like, you don't want to. And I just would remember like the certain things I did wrong at once not to do again and, you know, find creative solutions to change here and there. Yeah. I guess I just had an epiphany. Maybe the reason I suck working with models is because I don't do it ever. So I like, have no experience doing it. <laughs> and um, just like kind of going into the field and then trying to do it uh, isn't going to work out the best unless you've had a lot of experience. So like doing it in a school setting would be a great way to learn, so mm-hmm. to say. And then also having Don, you can't really go wrong there. Right. Which, uh, you went through like some of the photo program, like mm-hmm. I've gone through the whole program, but did you go the through only, any of the, like, the only class I had with Don studio? specifically? No, the only, the only class I went with Don was lighting and that was because it was required for my graduation. But other than that, um, he was my boss too at one point, and then mm-hmm. um, the advanced studio. I didn't do any of that stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. No. I mean, it's cool. It's tight. Yeah. I dig it. Mm-hmm. The lighting class was like 
super immersive, but that was video lighting. Yeah, the video and the photo lighting class are the exact same thing. They just press record over the shutter button. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah. But what do you find yourself like? What do you find your muse to be when it comes to photography in general? Like, what are you? What do you like shooting the most? I really just find it changes like every year for me. Like, I get sick of stuff really fast. Like, art wise, it is kind of good, but it's not maybe the best for like marketing myself in a way because it always has to be different you know every like six months or a year but Mm -hmm. i really like i do really like photographing food it still feels like new to me and like i'm still getting the hang of it or at least like i guess still mastering it you know like i don't feel like i'm there yet i don't feel like i could like 100 percent every single time get the photo i want yeah Um, and i think part of it is definitely because it's not the same setting every time like i don't want to say the equipment's limited but if i'm in a tight cramped space and working with like you know, using small things creatively, like getting what I want out of not the perfect ideal equipment and whatnot. So to me, that's a really fun challenge. Like I like... It's a fun challenge yeah, for you? Yeah, like I like using the minimal equipment. Like I would rather shoot without lights if I could, you know, like if really? just daylight all the time, like that sort of stuff I enjoy. L- like working with what's already there to like manipulate it creatively mm-hmm. as much as I can, I guess. That's cool because I'm the exact opposite. It's like when it's just like, all right, let's get a bunch of lights in here. We can dim down if we need to put some diffusion over it. We can move them around if we need to, but doing them without it, I'm just like, all right, this is going to be a headache. I'm not saying it's not a challenge. It's very challenging, but I definitely don't have fun with it. Yeah. For me, it's kind of the other way around. Like if you start me in just with like a blank canvas, it's kind of like, this is for us like that we have a lot of work to do here <laughs> like to yeah. build it you know into what we want it to be mm-hmm. whereas i feel like i'd rather start with stuff and like take it away you know mm-hmm. like like start and i think that's kind of what moved me away from like the painting and whatnot you start with an empty canvas and you have to fully create every single yeah. piece of it whereas with like photography the way i do photography at least i've enjoyed that like you're given these like objects or things or people and you have to like manipulate what's already there to like make it look the way you want, but not just look like you're looking at it and, mm-hmm. you know, like make it look cooler or something. So, um, yeah, there's some appreciation in that for sure. That's cool. Yeah. That's a cool always, way to approach it, you know, cause I feel like a lot of people take that approach to where it, or the blank canvas approach to where they want to like build in, but then like modifying your existing tools and what you have is, I feel like sometimes the reason I don't like that challenge is because I feel like, um, if I go back into the editing bay and something's still not the way that I like it because I didn't successfully complete that challenge, so to speak, then I get really disappointed and I could have been like, I could have just planned this better. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But I mean, I guess it's just one of those artistic swings that like, if you have control of it like that, then you're, then you're good. <laughs> yeah. And it takes a lot of time too. Like, I feel like also I, I worked with editing software before I worked with any camera equipment. So for me in my head, I mean, people joke like at weddings they're like can you just photoshop me into the thing and a lot of times i do (laughs) like really i hate to like publicly say that because i feel like now it's gonna be like maybe people will hear this and be asking even (laughs) more that's another charge you gotta be like all right well that's right right. (laughs) but i like really like doing that stuff like if i would like make i think they were called manipulations or whatever like back when it was like pixler picnic instead of lightroom you know when i was Mm -hmm. like in high school and earlier and i would literally be like i'm gonna 
like this is talking way back. I'm going to paste a unicorn onto this volcano. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And I oh, would yeah. enjoy it. But then as I, I did that for years, you know, with a really crappy, like, oh no, it refreshed and I lost everything. Like over time, you know, getting better at it and stuff, it really was like fun for me. And so now it kind of feels like it's like a puzzle in some ways. Like, okay, like why does it still not look real? Why does it look fake and photoshopped? Like got to fix the lighting and got it like, so thinking about that sort of stuff too, like is mm-hmm. fun for me. So anything that I'm like, oh no, I didn't do it right. A lot of it at times I can be like, well, I'll just Photoshop this in and I'll Photoshop that. And Fix like, it blah, blah, blah. In post. <laughs> yeah, to me, it's like kind of feels like bringing the fine art painting into photography in a way. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I still get to be able to use that, but it's not like my hand is sore all the time from painting 24 seven. Like I'm not starting from nothing. Like it still is like I'm drawing on the photo sort of, but like. No, I, I definitely way. get that same appreciation. Like when you're, when you're doing some crazy masking and stuff in Photoshop, you can mm-hmm. get that little appreciation for drawing. Because I can't draw on paper for crap. I mean, I shouldn't say I can't. I'm just very bad at it. So, <laughs> and it's like when it comes to Photoshop, like it's kind of what I'm diving into with these landscapes things that I I want to push farther is kind of making them like a little more trippy. But um, I went to a wedding this summer. And there was a huge falling out in the bridal party uh, post wedding. Oh, jeez! So like people were getting cropped out of photos, oh like gosh. yada yada. So and you're in the middle of all of it. I would no. So I wasn't. Oh, in, I wasn't for- in the party. Oh, okay. And no, and I wasn't photographing it either. Okay. So I was just there, <laughs> like as an observer. I was like, oh man, this sucks. Like I'm curious what these photos are going to turn yeah. out like. And they got posted, and this place was like a country club where I'm, I assume that the like country club had preferred vendors so like you couldn't just hire your own team it was like a box you had to check off or you could maybe they just checked off the box but they took they just like took the crop tool it was like slice slice and then the photo was like smacked together and i was like what like content aware fill that barn door and just i didn't think it was gonna turn out like that but when i first saw it i was like oh that's why that's like that because there's just a hard slice right down the middle and like you know you can still see like some elbows from like the disappearing person in the photos and stuff and i was like jeez that's fun. So they could have used somebody like you, that's for sure, who like would have taken it and been like, yes, I can do this. Yeah. Get some it's, nice feathers it's fun going. for me. Like, I don't like to do it on like 50 photos in a row per se, like yeah. because somebody forgot to take their sunglasses off or something. Like doing it all the time. Like You over. can take someone's sunglasses off? They're not going to have their own eyes. <laughs> I know, right? They're <laughs> not going to have the not same eyes. Have their well, own eyes. Holy depends. smokes. I want to see a photo of that. Pull that up. <laughs> well, it depends on if Well, it's they... just a bunch of blending on some yeah, different yeah, eyes yeah. that you I find. Get, I get it. <laughs> I've <laughs> used that that program that you just showed me on your phone that makes a random person. And yeah, there you plug go. Plug some of those eyes in there so no one's like, are those my eyes on that person? I would probably, honestly, now I'm like actually trying to think of a real solution to that. I would probably try and find a photo of that person without the sunglasses on. And, and just, then take it. Yeah, and then hope the lighting's similar Just and if it's perspective, not put a lot of time like, into fixing it tweak yeah it, right get the perspective <laughs> tool and like the angle you're shooting and at and like and make it look that. like it's 12 p.m like how all the other photos were taken and whatnot and like a little eye light in his eye yeah i remember um i think in don's class we used to have to do stuff like that like he would be like all right like edit this onto there and it'd be really hard at times and you'd just be like like once you sit down and actually look at it and you're like what's wrong with this and he's like well the colors are wrong 
Like the light's yeah, different. Yeah, there's like a, mm-hmm. the contrast. And is it's a like, well, that screws me up. Like I can't change the light. And he's like, why not? Right. Like, I guess I guess I can. <laughs> it's just a program. Like I can do whatever I want with it. I guess. Like it's gonna take a long time. It's gonna be hard. But like you can. Like mm-hmm. it might not ever look perfect. But like, like if exactly. you really spend hours on it, it probably will look pretty good. So like I get like. Yeah, there's. I don't like to spend hours on every photo, <laughs> but like at times it's like here's one, one fun one. I can go I can go a little bit into the deep end into like blending and just like getting all that lighting down but I see some people on YouTube and stuff like especially with like the digital art world and stuff to where they're taking like all these different images and making this like uniform image that's just like immaculate like to where I don't even know where to begin but it it's crazy how powerful it is. Yeah, some people really go off the wall with it. Mm-hmm. Like it's Wild, like you would never imagine that it had been photoshopped and they're but starting it's also off like with an like, impossible picture too like you know it has to be photoshopped and they're just starting out with like basic jpeg images of like mm-hmm. a dog and a train and yeah. it's like just like these clunky looking <laughs> images and then together it's like this beautiful starry night right i was at dinner Trinsky. last night and my mom she finally was able to like look at all my photos because i'm like in the middle of doing my website trey did you not go to the bathroom before we started this did you not go to the bathroom before we started this? I did, but my bladder's So, basically, my mom had just found out that, like, Photoshop was a thing. And she was like, wow, that's so beautiful. Like, how come I haven't seen something like that appear? And I'm like, oh, well, that's, that, 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 and that, and that are Photoshopped. And my mom will just be like, what? <laughs> like, what? What do you mean they're Photoshopped? She's like, that's not real? And I'm like, no. And she's like, that, you just lied to everybody? I'm like... Mom, that's kind of like what it is. Like sometimes you Photoshop some shit and it looks great. It doesn't matter. Like that's the whole point of it. And she like couldn't fathom the fact that what she was looking at was fake. I mean, she understood that it was fake, but she was felt very betrayed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't really know what to tell you. I mean, I can't even imagine like half the stuff like that you look at all the time that you don't realize is Photoshopped. Right. Like but, every single photo that's probably used like for like a giant corporation. Mm-hmm. I really can't think of many that wouldn't. Oh, yeah, totally. Besides, like, I don't know. I'm th- first thing that comes to my head is, like, Airy Real, not Photoshopped. Because it literally, they say that they're not Photoshopped. Who's but that? They're, is that like a... It's like a lingerie company. Like, they don't okay. Photoshop women's bodies or something. That's but, good. like, there's other, there's other like, things like that where it's, like, we don't Photoshop people. Like, the people are real and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, I can't... I mean, even things like Pepsi, like, any anyone would oh, probably yeah. do. Oh, yeah. Totally. Just, like reflections and you know even mm-hmm. everything from like the mist and all that stuff and it even happens in the video world like it costs a lot of money to pay somebody to do that but to create things in the video world that don't exist like mm-hmm. rotoscoping stuff in and out and it's crazy because it's like there's a that's a very large budget yeah. <laughs> just to trick people that it's like you know what people still kind of probably want pepsi i didn't know we have to right. like trick them <laughs> even more that they wanted it even more yeah exactly yeah but yeah, what else have you been up to? I mean, I know that you, you got your side gig right now, but like when it comes to like your photography and everything, like what's your next step? Like what's, what have you been doing lately with that? Um, well. Oh yeah, we'll let Trey back in. Are you going to move the tattoos? Am I going to move the Yeah, tattoos? photographing tattoos. Um, well, I've done a little bit of like just taking pictures at the shop and whatnot um Mm -hmm. by the shop i mean andrew's where andrew works um just to like i don't know for their social media and whatnot i guess and like 
not as a job, but just like, I'll take photos for you guys if you want to tattoo me. <laughs> like, How many tattoos do you have now? I saw a oh, picture the other day know. that you uploaded <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, that is like a lot now. I don't know the number off the top of my head. <laughs> More than 20? Um, yeah. I did, it's actually one of the videos that I filmed recently that I'm going to upload soon at some point. So I did count them in that. I've gotten two more since then. <laughs> and I filmed it last month. Edit. Um, there are two more now. I probably will. I already have one edit that's like, I got another one. Here it is really quick. Like, I'm going to do a second. <laughs> Me again. Like, two more. Like, Wait, check it out. You I thought will, I was done. I by will the time eventually it comes post out. it and there will be like eight more right. editions. And you posted yeah. it. And the caption of one of them was just like, I'm just filling space today. And I was like, that's oh, that's yeah. your method now it's like attacking little well, negative yeah. spaces now it's like when you have the gaps it's like it just looks wrong like i've just put mm-hmm. something in this gap and it felt so empty forever Jeez. now i'm noticing this it's just like it starts to get at a certain point it's like it's empty and weird like it yeah so you needed to add something there um but yeah i probably won't ever get to the point where i'm like photographing tattoos like exclusively i think it, like back to that i get bored really fast like i would mm-hmm. probably just want to do other stuff you sound already bored of it <laughs> i mean i would rather photograph like people and their facial expressions or like i don't know i feel like food is a little different like you can really do a lot of different stuff with it whereas like photographing tattoos is more like you're photographing somebody else's art yeah you know? right you're kind no, of documenting somebody that's, else's that's art way more documentation like, work which is like. cool and like mm-hmm. i you know photographing someone with all their tattoos yeah that's kind of what i was thinking more... of like people of new york but like tatted up people like, oh right you know like that yeah type of i stuff. mean be a cool like coffee table book yeah and i Ooh. think that Good. is a cool idea um for like a coffee or for like a tattoo shop you know like a or just even year a in shop. review or something <laughs> people or... with tattoos and coffee in right. pictures. <laughs> with the latte yeah <laughs> <laughs> with their nine dollar ice coffees yeah <laughs> <laughs> no that'd be cool um, but yeah, probably tattoos isn't the direction I'll be going. I get people asking me sometimes if I'm going to start tattooing and I'm like, I, I, why? No. Have, no. You, have you ever tattooed? <laughs> no. Like messing around with Andrew's no. gun? No. Um, he's joked about it before. Like maybe one day I'll, I'll do a little just do, yeah, I, I don't say, really You gotta do like a little to. smiley face on him or but something. But it's like, it's just having seen him go. Cause I like watched him go through the whole process of like starting to draw and then mm-hmm. you know starting and he went through that it. thing quick too like he, he did fairly quick he did he a whole pretty fast whole paradigm shift for paradigm. his cr- paradigm paradigm <laughs> paradigm shift um just into the whole tattoo world which was really cool and it's cool to see him like expand and grow at the rate that he is in the in the field so it's yeah. so funny because at the beginning of this podcast you were talking about andrew like I'm, i might have to move to la because the videos this is what i do mm-hmm. and then two days ago I don't, maybe it was last night andrew sent me a screenshot of somebody reaching out to him for a music video and he was like do you want this and i was like <laughs> no dude you should take it he was like fuck no dude and he's like i'm not touching video with a 10-foot yeah. pole anymore i was like okay well th- i really appreciate you like you know recommending us and stuff but we're not doing it either <laughs> Yeah, at least that. Yeah, that. <laughs> he still gets people asking, and it's usually the same people. At least mm-hmm. from what he's told me, he hasn't told me a lot of it, but I know he does sometimes. He'll mention it here and there, and it's like, didn't that person just say that a week ago to you? Like, oh, do they not understand? Like, persistent. you changed your career. <laughs> like, it's just kind of funny. Um, but yeah, no, I know that he's like, he still like enjoys video. It's just it's so time consuming, and really like he's trying to specialize in one thing. Mm-hmm. So he takes job. a lot of his time. But I mean, having seen him go through that, I'm. It's not that I'm 
you know, and because I had come from a fine art background, had thought about tattooing like right before, you know, photography was like, what if I do that? You know, and I didn't end up going that direction for whatever reason. I still love tattoos and think the art of tattooing is really cool. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, I don't know that I'll ever have an interest in actually making tattoos. Like, Mm -hmm. like we've talked about it before, Andrew and I, and I've said like, if anything, maybe I would do like just like not that i can pick and choose what to do exactly because you go through an apprenticeship you have to learn mm-hmm. a lot of things all the different but stuff what would interest me is like words and lettering maybe like mm-hmm. it's not at all like what someone becomes a tattooer to do you know what i mean like that's probably i wouldn't want to have to do all of what he's doing Some but he's do. pumped about it and like a lot of artists are like they it's like they live and die for this stuff so like seeing that now and looking through how Hardy's worked and stuff I'm like okay you have to like it has to be your passion for sure like I when I was in high school I didn't I didn't know that you know and I was just like it'd be cool cool job you know like be a be an alt tattooer and whatnot but like like there's so much more into it. it yeah I mean like just even like the back pain and like there's whole like people don't even think about like how much time goes into drawing like he comes home and he draws like most days a lot of days and like that's after tattooing all day and stuff so it's just like there's a lot that goes into it and granted like i would put that much work into like photo and and not video photo and like um social media and stuff like that but it doesn't it feels like easier because it's like something i'm like pumped about you know Mm -hmm. so it's just about everyone finding their their niche and their their thing that they do you know and what eats them alive and what they can't do without getting eaten alive so exactly yeah i'm happy for him that's dope that that he's really excelled in that and sounds like you're on that path too and it's dope yeah i miss andrew he's always very fun to have around yeah i miss that Mm -hmm. dude (laughs) um but i think i interrupted you and we just went on a bunch of tangents about like what's kind of like your next step do you know anything well anything else been sticking out lately that you're like i'm gonna do that i've been trying to focus more on weddings um I really enjoy weddings and I like, I don't want to say I like being the only person like doing the photos for the wedding, but I like being at least like somewhat in charge of like coordinating and yeah, not like total control, but just like, I like finding out exactly what they want and like really trying to deliver like their thing. Cause like, as I mean, I'm engaged now and like have been planning stuff and it's been definitely tricky to be like wow i like everyone has their own vision for this like from the caterer to like the you know photographer to the like floral people and whatnot like everybody has a vision and it's hard without like a dedicated person to like connect it all and like really like i have like i can tell what this will be like and what that will be like but how will it all look together (laughs) like it's oh yeah it's hard to envision you know and so i feel like that is like a big stress on a lot of people's mind like when they put all this money into weddings and whatnot and we're like eloping so that is like already a lot of stress off like it's a lot smaller <laughs> like yeah. people are like oh, yeah well your wedding i'm like it's your literally, wedding costs thirty thousand like, dollars it's like dude yeah, we could have no, got a like, washer a dryer a <laughs> car right, payment we're, we're definitely like we're not the people who are spending all of the money and doing the crazy things Ridiculous. we're like going camping with our family That's but awesome. like yeah we're pumped about it but um it's very like it's eye-opening to because i've just never knew the prices of any of the vendors or anything like i know how much i charge but like i have learned like 
wow, like I could raise <laughs> my rates. Like <laughs> we all could raise our rates because, oh, wow, like stuff is expensive for an elopement, you know? Oh, yeah. And Terry, sorry to interrupt again, but mm-hmm. Terry, one of our old photo teachers, I remember he told us something. It was like, you know, the classic wedding photographer story where like, oh, this famous wedding photographer walked into the wedding and he asked the the groom or the the party planner or something, something, something like, how much did those flowers cost? And they're like, oh, well, the flowers for everything? I think that was like this many grand. And he was like, mm-hmm. okay. And then like the next day he comes back with his prices like, okay, so this is how much they cost. This is how much I cost. And they're like, what? That's ridiculous. And he's like, well, you spent the, basically the exact same amount on flowers and those are mm-hmm. going to die and be put in the trash and like right. the next day and your wedding photos are forever. So mm-hmm. do you want it or not? Right. And I mean, if you really prioritize your flowers at the end of the day, they're going to be in the photos too. <laughs> like yeah, they're going to be in the video too. True. So yeah, that's really wild. Like I had kind of an enlightenment at some point, like when I started out doing weddings and stuff where I was like, I really need to be charging more for this. Cause I would, it would be me. And then like, I remember going to this one wedding as like a second shooter or a third shooter. And there ended up being like eight photo and video people at it. And it was in, I want to say it was like Greenfield village or like somewhere in Dearborn. And it was super fancy. It looked like a palace. Like, I don't know the area that well, so I don't remember where it was, but they probably dropped like a, a, so much money on it. Like probably the most expensive wedding I've ever attended. And they had like eight people doing video. They had like so much food there it was probably like over 500 guests like it was just this massive wedding like where people flew in from like out of the country like they had all their it was like a three-day thing too mm. i wasn't there for three days thank god was it an indian it was, wedding by chance I, yeah it was i've, I've, I've done an indian, <laughs> and, I've done an indian yeah, wedding it was too a whole, insane like, it was, it was a super thing. insane and i kind of just came into it last minute i was like one of the last add-on photographers that they hired i think and then i was hired through another person um, who I worked with sometimes and he like was one of the primary photographers and he's just like, I just need like a backup person, you know, to like, for my own sake, for like, for me to have and to edit the pictures and whatnot so that I know my bases are covered. And I was like, makes sense. Cool. Um, I was very new at photography. I think I charged maybe like two, $300 for like a few hours of coverage. And after getting there and like just realizing how much, and I ended up overhearing like not in a weird eavesdroppy way, but I just, I heard the bride or her mom or someone like writing a check to one of the photographers. Not in a weird and I was, way. Yeah, not in a weird eavesdropping way, but I was corner. completely stalking. Yeah, no, <laughs> but I think I overheard them like writing a check to one of these vendors or someone and I was just like, Holy shit. Like, <laughs> they're making how many thousand dollars and they're only here half day. Like I just was like, they must be really good. And now I'm realizing like, they probably were really good, but also like, it, you have to know your own value and your worth and what your time is worth. Oh, yeah. And, and there's just a wedding upcharge for everything. Yeah, but I also, I don't want to charge like thousands and thousands of dollars. And so only like the richest of the rich can afford to pay. Like I want to be able to do like just oh, cool man. rad weddings for cool rad people, you know? Mm-hmm. One of and, my sister's friends makes over 200K shooting weddings a year. And guess what? She only works during the summer. Probably so. only has like not not doing weddings every day (laughs) no she's doing yeah like in the summer it's like every day and then like the the edits stack on top of each other and everything like that but like Mm -hmm. that's 200k it's crazy yeah that's wild i mean it would be great to make that much money but i also don't want to charge i don't know like i 
am torn between like raise my rates super high because like I've been doing it this long now and I can and everyone else is doing it. And then also I like, should. I feel like my rates are somewhat fair. You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know. It's always a battle. Like it's, it's always like raise your rates, dude. But then at the same time, it's like, everyone's going to keep raising their rates. Uh, you don't the want to take and advantage then it's gonna of be, people. Right. Like I yeah. feel like at a certain point, I want people to be able to like afford me without having to have like rich family pay for it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and mm-hmm. it's at the same time, like I, we had one photographer for our wedding actually, who we were like really pumped about someone I'd worked with before. I love her photos. She's awesome. And she told us our rates, her rates. And I was just like, wow, that's like more than the whole wedding is going to cost. Like, and oh, I was like, I, we, we were planning to do it a hundred percent. Like we were like, photos are our number one, like priority mm-hmm. for this. Like we're saving money in other areas. And I was like, that could be almost like a down payment on something. You know what I, I was like, exactly. I, we can't do that. So we ended up switching and we we're going with a, another friend of ours who like I had actually photographed her wedding and she's like, I'll, I'll um, charge you what you charge me. And I was like, that's super oh, nice. nice of you. Like it worked yeah. out great. And I love her photos too. And I'm like pumped that she was, you know, excited. Like it all worked out, but I'm just like, it really would suck to like be a person who's getting married and has like X amount of money saved is like going to have a house someone, and then like everybody just forget grabbing that at st- it. Yeah. Like, or just like can't do photos and, because of that. Right. Or like, can't yeah. go to like a photographer they really like. Like I know a lot of people who are like, Oh yeah, we just had a student do our pictures and I really regret it. Mm-hmm. And it is really like, I don't want to be like, it's really sad because students need that like experience too, but it would be cool well, if everyone be a third could. shooter first. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people will have to go through that too. But, you know, I do know people who are like, yeah, we tried to save money in our wedding and I regret it, you know, but it's like at a certain point, what's saving money? Did you pay $200 or did you pay five grand? And that was budget because some of these photographers out here are charging. How much are are, are photographers charging 10 grand? What is, holy shit. Like not everyone. Yeah. Not everyone. But like, I mean, I had trouble finding someone under four. Yeah, I was for about like to say, six hours. I think like four or five. Like it was my really rate. high. And it was like, but, I was looking, it was like the 15th person on my list. You know what I mean? Like I was, yeah. and at a certain point I was like, I'm going to ask my one friend because I would so much rather have, her photos are so much better. And I'm like, I just, I mean, at a certain point we couldn't pay what our initial photographer was doing. Like we could, but it was like not a good financial move for us. We'd yeah. really be setting us back, you know, for like house and like other things. And just, it just made me think like, at first I was like, really surprised like wow i need to raise my rates like a lot and then after a little bit i was like i don't know just something about it to me now no i feel you you're you're taking the non-super capitalistic evil approach and i feel like (laughs) if everybody did that then we'd have a better world out there so especially if you're in a position where like you can do that and then not go hungry you know like if you're still like yo i'm making an honest living wage and i'm not like fucking these people Mm -hmm. so that's dope yeah, I think you could do really cool with weddings too, especially because I have seen your style and like how it's very um, uh, boho, if you will. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, you could see that. I guess I don't know what yeah. that. That's word like means. the boho. Like I don't know. That's like the wet. Like I don't know. I have some friends that are planning a wedding. Boho, <laughs> boho. <laughs> what the hell? I don't know what my style is in my head. I'm like, you know what I'm talking like, about though. Know. Like a boat, like, like the boho photo- yeah. like wedding photographer like, look. Like that's oh, a yeah. thing, right? Yeah, that's exactly eerie. what I was gonna say. I wanted to say elegant and um, um, predominant, but then the boho just makes a lot. That, uh, that's yeah, it. When right? you Google right it, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's exactly the way that you have your house styled too, and like. Um, 
it's just like your overall aesthetic, like what you do. So I know that I could see that in, in your wedding photography. And that's why it's kind of cool when you were talking about like, I want to be able to take control of it because I can give you a like look like mm-hmm. I, can, I can make a look for your wedding rather than just like the really boring. Yeah. Stereotypical and I like, to, shit. like I like to be able to have clients be drawn to that look and want their wedding to look like that and come to me and say like, we want to look like supermodels. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, a lot of them do, but also like we want our wedding to look like moody and like cool and have like cool energy, you know, but also like emotion and stuff. And like granted everybody captures that in different ways, but it's like really an honor when someone comes to you and is like, I want you to take our pictures because I want it to look like how you take pictures. And yeah. that's finding, like finding your style yeah. and stuff within that. Yeah. Right. But it's also like, everyone wants something a little different. And so it's cool to be able to like ask them questions and like find out what they're looking for specifically. Like if they have a vision, like a lot of times people will say something like that to me and where they're like, we want you to do them because we like your photos. And then I'll be like, all right, send me like some of your favorite wedding photos. Doesn't have to be mine. And I'll get these photos that I'm like, wow, that's nothing like my work. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, why? that doesn't make sense. So I've it's a fun challenge to too. too. It's like, sometimes I'm like, what part of this photo do they like? Like, do they like the editing or is it just that pose or they have just, they not looked at many photos and they're no, just like, they here's just, some pictures. Like, they just see your shit and they're like, oh, this person's a good photographer, even though it's not the same style that I like. It's like coming to Andrew and being like, can you give me a geometry tattoo? Like you're a great <laughs> tattooer. It's like, yeah. no, like that's not how that works. Right. But it's also flattering too. Like regardless, any yeah, interest in your work is totally. like, that's cool. They want to support you as an artist and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to go pee, but... I think that can wrap up this this episode. We're about to hit an hour at? and a half, close to. Yeah, we're so. at an hour and a half. Is there anything else, clear that you want to touch on? Or other than that, like plugging all your stuff that you want to plug? and. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> everything is Kaver. <laughs> um, so you said Claire without the, yeah, without the L. Yeah, it's C-V-A-I-R-E. Um, and that's TikTok and Instagram and YouTube, I think, is all I use. I think. Fun yeah, stuff. I, think. I can't think of anything else that I do. Well, <laughs> just mostly go find her. Go find her on there. Maybe hire for a wedding or hire to take some pictures of your food and stuff. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, thanks for coming in, Claire. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. yeah. Goodbye. <laughs>